0: Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Ravina. This week on the show, I have comedian Andy Sell. You can find Andy on Twitter at Andy underscore Sell. And also look out for his podcast coming to Unpops in May called Ghoul School. He covers the history of horror, different horror movies and genres. This week, Andy and I talk about the rituals associated with his ADHD and also his love for Halloween. Hope you enjoy.
1: The two are, I think, kind of related.
0: Yeah, how so? Maybe. Well,
1: look, it's no secret that people with ADHD like fantasy and Mm -hmm. like to uh, daydream and are creative and imaginative people, by and large. Not all, I'm sure, but... uh, And also, we're outcasts, uh, Mm -hmm. because... Surprise, society does not give room for people with neurodivergent brains. So we're kind of shunned a little bit. We're often told that our thing doesn't exist. Uh, we Which is
0: wildly inaccurate. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Heads up, if you post a ADHD as a fraud clickbait (laughs) article on your Facebook, I will throw a tantrum in the comments. As you should. But yeah, we, I think it's, Yeah, I think it's just that those two sides of it, like the fact that, you know, if you have ADHD, you're only motivated by things you're interested in, you're only able to engage in things that you're interested in. So a lot of times that's fantasy stuff. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, the fact that we live in a consequence and reward based society that means nothing neurochemically to people with ADHD. Mm -hmm. So we're often kind of swept to the margins of society.
0: Yeah, and that's that's too bad. I think that some some pockets are trying to change that. I notice that because like, I'm a substitute teacher, and I notice in school there's way more support for for kids with ADHD and other um, neurological.
1: Must be nice. Yeah, I know, and it's such a difference
0: <laughs> from when I was a kid because those kids just fell behind and they struggled. Yeah. It was awful, yeah. and now they have so many resources, and it's great to see, but it's just like, oh, this is like too little too late. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've created a, entire generations of people who don't know what to do. I will say that I'm, I'm very fortunate. I was very lucky in that my th- second year, third year of school, uh, we moved from Cherry Hill, New Jersey, whose education system was trash, mm-hmm. to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, whose education system is surprisingly remarkably very uh, oh, wow. well at the time was very progressive and mm-hmm. very kind of ahead of the curve on certain things and so i was as soon as we moved uh, uh i was diagnosed real quickly mm-hmm. and this was 87 okay. so it would have been uh you know a new it was still a pretty new thing adhd as a as a as a concept so mm-hmm. they were still trying to figure it out so i was diagnosed pretty quickly once i moved there and didn't have to go see a million guidance counselors or psychologists or whatever anymore. And, and they worked out a program for me that really helped me. And they, I started, you know, medication and it helped a lot. I yeah. feel like if it hadn't been for that, if we had stayed in New Jersey or if the education system in, in Cedar Rapids wasn't as good as it was, I could have been one of those kids that like fell behind yeah. and, and was and didn't do well. And, Make no mistake, it wasn't easy for me. <laughs> After that, like it was still a pretty grand struggle, and I still had a lot of issues, and I still, you know, wasn't the model student. But I, um, I was a lot better off because mm-hmm. of it. I know a lot of people were not that lucky. Yeah. So I should say that I was fortunate in that regard. I was privileged.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, what, um, what kind of rituals go along with that? Like even just like things that you used to do and do now.
1: Well, it's a lot of, it's weird because I went off meds for a very long time because I didn't, you know, you're 18 and you're like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be controlled by meds. You know, I don't right, want to be controlled. Right, right. Like, I'm an adult now. I
0: can make my own decisions. Yeah.
1: And it. I regard that like 12-year period as sort of a lost decade for me mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, it was great in a lot of ways because I, I kind of let my ADHD run wild Uh, But it also led to a lot of missed opportunities and a lot of, uh, you know, bad habits. Mm -hmm. And I only recently started to kind of learn more and more because more and more is being learned about ADHD all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, including that ADHD is probably not (laughs) the correct, most accurate. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Well, that it's. It's really less of a of an attention deficit and more of a specific kind of attention functionality. Yeah. And that hyperactivity is a misnomer or at least misleading in in that people think it means oh you're hyper you yeah. can't stop moving you're a spaz or whatever. Um, uh, sorry, spaz is an ableist term, but uh, I was called it plenty often. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but that doesn't that's not what it means. It mm-hmm. means it means there's a hyperactivity in you know, certain regions of your brain Mm -hmm. as opposed to like, it just doesn't, it's like a board meeting that doesn't stop. Yeah. And which can lead to anxiety and depression and all kinds of other things. And I just, I'm starting to learn about RSD, which is rejection sensitivity dysphoria, Mm. which is uh, a byproduct of ADHD, which it's great. Once I learned about that, it was like, oh yeah, okay. That's, that's what's going on here. That's where you kind of, you know, you feel rejection, as a physical pain, oh, okay. even perceived rejection, you start to concoct rejection scenarios mm-hmm. often they're you know cognitive distortions or even paranoid delusions about the world and the people around you and um, you got to kind of keep that in check, mm-hmm. <laughs> but ritualistically there i'm i mean i'm in the work now you know i'm 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 in therapy and I'm just learning about things like self esteem and boundaries, which is crazy at thirty seven to to be like yeah i 'm just figuring out about this thing called self-esteem. Have you heard of it? Oh, some people just have it. Wonderful. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, we, we've all heard of it. A lot of us don't know what it feels like.
1: Well, it's like a, it's not, it's like I'm learning more and more about certain things that they're not traits. They're not attitudes. They're Mm -hmm. a practice and you have to practice uh, things like being grateful or things like being assertive and uh, self appreciation and, and you know, all that shit, (laughs) the six Mm -hmm. pillars as it were. And uh, so it's just it's just kind of like I got to make a calendar every I got to make a schedule every day. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the week, I make a I, I go into my calendar and I schedule out as best I can every hour of every day. I set constant reminders for my medication and for mm-hmm. things I need to do. I make uh, lists, and that helps because I get to like if I'm in if I'm in a block. So this kind of comes from actually I should maybe backpedal when I. First moved to Iowa, and I was second grade, and they diagnosed me with ADHD. They did this thing where uh, they found out what my interests were, and my mm-hmm. interests were art. I really liked drawing and painting and sculpting and, and just art, uh, visual art. And I had a huge problem with math. Mm-hmm. I couldn't. I still don't. Numbers mean nothing to me. Yeah. I don't understand them. And they found that out. So what they did was. They kind of developed this little program where in math class, when, when it was the math section of the day, they would, you know, hand the worksheet out to everyone in the class. And when I got mine, the teacher would have a piece of paper. Uh, well, no, actually, that's later on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, they, she would circle, I think the first day, it was like three problems mm-hmm. on the sheet. And those were the only problems I had to do. And I would do those problems. And, but I had to hold a piece of paper over the rest of the worksheet to keep it from all the information from getting in and overwhelming me. Yeah. So I would do one problem and then uncover the next problem and then do that. Yeah. And once I got those three problems done, I got to go to the art room.
0: Yeah. And
1: just do art. And, you know, week by week, they would add more, they would circle more problems for me to do. And it Mm -hmm. got to the point where I would finish the whole worksheet. Wow. uh, Before the rest of the class and get to go and do... Art. Yeah. And it was wonderful and it helped me a lot. Uh, there wasn't really, later on in school, much follow up on programs right, right. like that, so it kind of went away and I was bummed. And it also did not make me popular with the other students because they, they see this they kid see it as a special privilege. Special treatment. Than, yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, who's this fucking new kid that comes in here and only has to do three problems? Who does he think he is?
0: Yeah, and the teacher can't be like, he's got blah, 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 because yeah. it's your well, business.
1: Yeah. Well, and then immediately, kids find out that you have mm-hmm. a different functioning brain than them and they're just so great about it. Oh they're yeah just so, they're, the best. they're so accepting <laughs> understanding. and understanding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't they don't call you names or or physically assault you at all. Um, yeah. oh. so that I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but at different points in my life I've kind of had to look back on that program and adopt mm-hmm you know, a a variation of it for myself.
0: Yeah. God bless the person that came up with that system. Yeah. yeah, It was,
1: it was huge for me and I don't know who it was now. I don't know if it was the school guidance counselor or, you know, I'm sure my mother could tell me if I asked her, but I should do that. I should find out who it was (laughs) and if they're still alive, you know, God willing, send them a, a message or something yeah, that's like hey that would be so
0: nice <laughs> thanks
1: a lot you probably stopped me from killing myself at 13
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's huge
1: <laughs> so yeah it was it was big so i'm it's a lot of stuff like that a lot of like you know now when i make my schedules i i only look at the thing that it says i'm supposed to do for that hour mm-hmm. in my in my schedule like if it if it says hey you know work on this screenplay or do emails or work on your resume or Whatever, even if it's, I'll schedule in video game time, mm-hmm. you know, so that it's like, it's scheduled. I'm allowed to do this. yeah. Uh, and if I'm not working on all the other things, it's fine because I'm doing this thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now.
0: Right. That's great. And do you, because that's very disciplined and I'm very like um, impressed and intrigued by that. Is it? It
1: slips real easy. I should yeah. say I'm I'm not great at keeping it up all the time. Okay. Like it slips and then, I'm yeah. and then I'll spiral and then I'll have to clamp down and do it again Just go back to doing it.
0: Yeah. Um, But even just having like the the will to do it again, because I I could I can totally empathize with getting bogged down by that kind of stuff. When you are in it and you're you're doing it consistently each week, do you find like kind of a relaxation in planning out your whole schedule like that?
1: Yes. I I do. It calms Mm -hmm. it calms the anxiety. Yeah. And it kind of it doesn't necessarily cancel it out. Nor does it cancel out depression, but it's at least, it it, it makes it more manageable or at least kind of takes the, it like de-weaponizes it to a degree where it's not, you know, (laughs) because I'll still get depressed. Like even when I have my schedule, I'll still like, you know, I have chemical depression, I have clinical depression, so it doesn't matter. Like it'll still hit sometimes Mm -hmm. and it's, but I can at least, you know, learn how to accept that feeling and be like, Mm -hmm. okay, this is what I'm feeling now. But this is the schedule I have. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing now, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I'm going to feel like shit maybe while I'm doing this, but I'm going to do it. And then sometimes it doesn't matter. Like, sometimes I'm shut, I get overwhelmed and I shut down anyway. Yeah. Uh, And the key there is to just not beat myself up Mm -hmm. over that, which is difficult. Um, Yeah.
0: But at least you're acknowledging those feelings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's like what they teach you in meditation.
1: Yeah. Well, that's another thing. Meditation is like, is elusive to me. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I've. I mean, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I try when I was in high school. I tried to make it like a regular thing that I did, and I couldn't. It's like my, so hard it, to get into and to do won't well. Allow, allow me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I have to kind of do, you know, kind of menial, manual tasks. Yeah, and that helps. Like yeah. if I'm washing dishes or, uh, you know, just. Sorting or filing things like that's mm-hmm. my meditation because it's like okay my brain is and I also like when I'm doing any kind of work I have to have white noise yeah I have to have either music or a, a movie playing or mm-hmm. something just in the background to I I don't know how to describe it I guess it sort of works as like a wall yeah <laughs> so that it's like oh that's a wall of stimulus there yeah
0: yeah it's insulating yeah,
1: yeah exactly yeah. it's it's insulating somehow and um and it's you know it's not everybody works that way. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's kind of a thing where you have to, I'm learning now too about, you know, communicating my needs to people in that regard where it's like, you know, this might not make sense to you, but this is, this is what helps me. This is how I, this is how my brain works. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, because you had to train yourself to be interested in things. Right. Sort of like, and that's the thing too. People think that people with ADHD don't have discipline Mm -hmm. or, or incapable of discipline. And that's not true at all. Right. It's just that we're not capable of discipline in a traditional, mm-hmm. the traditional way that discipline functions or that how we view discipline socially. Like, Again, it comes back to that fact that that, that part of your brain that releases those neurochemicals that uh, makes you feel rewarded or incentivizes you against consequence doesn't work for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, we can have a discipline about something if we have a structure around it. It's sort of like that idea of like, sober you doing drunk you favors or, yeah. or past you <laughs> setting up future you yeah to to succeed at something by preparing something mm-hmm. for it. it's just doing that that basic preliminary prep work to build this structure that you can exist in and focus in uh is is how we can discipline ourselves or how we can use how we can learn to function within a, a, a discipline context as yeah. opposed to because left to our own devices Without that structure, it's literally, we can only do things we're interested in. Mm-hmm. And, and it has to be a deep interest. And it's, it has to be novel, too. Because that's the other thing, too, is even if you're deeply interested in something, all humans, yeah. <laughs> novelty wears off at some point. For sure. <laughs> and your interest just shuts off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, okay, I'm done with that. Next next thing. And I'm, that's the thing I'm really starting to work on, is, is, is canceling out procrastination and, and achieving things. Like, seeing... A project through to the end. Yeah. I just, for the first time in my life, finished a feature-length screenplay. Congratulations. The first draft on my own. Good job. I've written with other people before mm-hmm. and have finished things with other people, but it's always been like, well, I need a partner. I can't do this alone because yeah. I've started, I don't know how many, mm-hmm. <laughs> the screenplays or treatments or projects that I've started and then abandoned. Uh, and I finally just finished one. It took me you know, seven months or something, but I I did it and it was, it felt like it was one of those things like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. I'm capable of this. That must have
0: felt amazing. It
1: did. It really, it really did. It really felt like. That's huge. Wow. I can, so now I know I can do this, Mm -hmm. so there's no reason to not do it. Yeah. And I'm starting to get better at that. So.
0: That's awesome, um, and go- going back to like because I'm I'm really interested in what uh, you did in the art class, like when you'd finish your your math problems. What was your favorite uh, medium to work in?
1: Uh, probably just it's it's weird because I that's you know I'm just now realizing this, <laughs> so thank you. Uh-huh. Uh maybe I can't call it a breakthrough, but it's it's something. I visual art wise, I've always kind of stuck to you know, ink and paper. Mm-hmm. I just, and, and without values, without shading or anything. Like I, have always kind of thought of shading and colors and painting as things that are like, Oh, that's beyond me. Yeah. I can draw real well, but that's it. Like, I don't want to challenge myself with other stuff. Cause I don't want to, that's another thing about ADHD people is that we're often perfectionists. Yeah, uh, and so if something doesn't meet our standards or if we're convinced that we can't make something meet our standards or another time, uh, or another thing that's a product of RSD is being told that you can't accomplish something. Oh, so you start geez, telling yeah. yourself that. So you start realizing like, well, if I, if I add this element to this project, it might ruin the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And you get very frustrated, uh, when you do screw something up and it, you know, it manifests itself in like internally directed rage or, or uh, shame. And it's a big, like it it's a physical pain you feel and it's awful. Uh, so when I'm like working on something that's like... When I used to draw to do like an actual drawing that like, oh, this is going to be cool. I would stop with just the pencil and paper or the ink and paper and then mm-hmm. that's it, no more. But now I realize when I was a kid in that art room and there were no... It was just like go nuts. You yeah. can do whatever you want. I think the clay was my favorite. yeah I really liked that tactile quality of, of the clay of sculpting mm-hmm. something. And I don't think I ever made anything worthwhile that I can remember in there, but it was like just playing with the clay was so much fun. I like the markers a lot too.
0: Yeah. But the clay is like where like the, the best memories yeah, are. From. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I feel like I can smell it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can smell the clay right now.
0: There's something really tangible about that memory. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah.
1: So, and it's fun because I, it was just kind of like there were no expectations. It wasn't art class. That's the other thing too. It wasn't art class. It was just... The Here's, art room. You can just play in the art room with whatever you want. Yeah. And I remember, too, being like, I don't know why, but I had this thought of like, oh, the clay is for big kids.
0: Yeah. And the clay <laughs> is for
1: artists. I'm not one of those. Uh huh. And I remember the teacher being like, or the art teacher being like, what do, we, what do you want to? And I was like, uh, I kind of want the clay, but I don't, I'm not ready. You know? Yeah. And she was like, no, here you go. And, and it was like Christmas, you know. That's so cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah a lot of, it's a lot of, man eh, it's not all bad, you know?
0: So where, uh, just a hard transition, where did the <laughs> Halloween, where did that love start?
1: I honestly don't know. Yeah. I. It's one of those, as long as I can remember things. Yeah. It's like, it's always been a part of me, is this love for all things horror and spooky related, you mm-hmm. know, just like haunted houses, horror movies, horror comics, putting on costumes, like, and, and Halloween, the holiday mm-hmm. itself, it's just always been... A part of my identity is as, as a thing that I'm drawn to. Is a thing that I enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I th- I mean, I have some theories. You know, my mom loves horror movies, mm-hmm. and my is dad, she the one that introduced you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I saw stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that I was too young. to be yeah. because yeah, mom know? was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was that kid that yeah. like the other kids would. Come over for a sleepover, and then like i can't tell my mom we're watching this, yeah, you know, like I was the guy that was like, ah, oh, my mom 's cool let's watch
0: that's so funny thirteen
1: <laughs> uh, so you
0: introduced a lot of your friends yeah. into that
1: mm-hmm. uh, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was at least one kid who was not allowed to hang out with me anymore, really yeah. oh that 's the best, yeah, I mean, that kid was a dick anyway, so, yeah. but yeah, my mom loved horror movies, she grew up loving genre films- the universal monsters, you know, she grew up on. Frankenstein and, and Dracula and all that stuff. And my dad hates horror movies. Oh, he, really? Yeah, they scare him too much. Oh, they, they scare they, yeah. him? That's adorable. He can't watch them. Oh. He, I, On a date, I can never remember if the movie was Jaws or Halloween. Uh-huh. <laughs> but on a date, uh, my mother and father went to see a horror movie. And at one point in the movie, something happened. And my dad got so scared, he jumped out of his seat and kicked the woman in front of him in the back oh, of the head. Oh, oh, oh like, shit! Accident, you know, accidentally, he wasn't. She didn't just go into defense mode and yeah. throw a roundhouse <laughs> at some stranger. But he he let and so he can't go to horror movies. So my mom would take me. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I, need,
0: I need a buddy. <laughs> and
1: it got me into it. And I think I just would have been into it anyway. Yeah. But that made it easier. Again, I think it's it's a fantasy thing. It's a you know, at some point I don't want to say that I was super intuitive as a kid, but people talk about like the loss of innocence <laughs> when you grow up, you know, that like your childhood ends when you find out about the real world or whatever. Right. I think it's more of a gradual process. Yeah. I think that like you start to get clued in bit by bit. Uh,
0: uh-huh. sorry. I thought I was going to say, I was
1: braced for it. Uh, but at some point it's like you, you realize, well, the real world kind is kind of bogus. Yeah. And I, I like this stuff that's, Magical. I like this stuff that's fun. And, you know, it could have gone any way. You know, the the people that get into sci-fi, the people that get into, you know, Dungeons Dragons-esque fantasy stuff, the Tolkien stuff. And mine was Monsters. That's what did it for me. Uh, I still like sci-fi. You know, I was a huge Star Wars fan when I was a kid. Still, you know, still am to a degree. I like Star Trek. I like fantasy. I play Dungeons & Dragons. I do all of that stuff, but like... The meat of my heart is monsters is yeah. horror is ghosts is is that stuff and i mean i have I've also always been kind of like predisposed to a fascination with death yeah <laughs> uh and mortality, so maybe that's part of it is just like well, you know this this stuff's got the death in it there's <laughs> there's ghosts and so maybe that's it, yeah, but I, I think it. I don't want to analyze it too much.
0: <laughs> cause just kind of want to let yourself enjoy yeah, it.
1: Because <laughs> I don't want to uncover maybe some trauma I've buried or whatever. But right, right. Uh, but I think that yeah, it's just like I like monsters. I like werewolves and vampires and and ghosts and skeletons and I just like spooky stuff. There's yeah. something about. I think it's also too anxiety. I have friends. I have a friend. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to say his name. He's a comedian. He's really great. And he loves horror movies. Mm-hmm. He can't do haunted houses. Really? He can't do haunted. He hates him. Hates him. And we had a conversation too, about too it too
0: scary? Too real?
1: Yeah. It, well, it triggers his anxiety. Oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, that's crazy because I am mad anxious Yeah. all the time. But I think what it does for me is it like I go to a haunted house and it's like it gives my anxiety something to focus on. Yeah. It gives it a, like a toy to play with. So that it like quiets it down. So it's like, all right, I'm good. Like, that I can just so move through this without my anxiety overwhelming yeah. because my anxiety is kind of running a background program on whatever this is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I n- cognitively know it's not real. Right. So it's safe. Yeah. And it's, it's really weird because I can't handle, you know, speaking to groups of people <laughs> that,
0: uh-huh. like that I know.
1: <laughs> like, you get me on a stage in front of thousands of strangers, I'm fine. You put me in a room with like six people I know, and I'm like, uh, this is scary." Yeah, uh, and I don't like going to like parties where I don't know anyone. Uh, but yeah, you put me in a haunted house. Guy chased me with a chainsaw. I'm having a good time.
0: And so, when you're going through the haunted house, are you are you like you're you're in it like you're screaming, you're scared and stuff like fun scared?
1: Yeah, I, it depends on the haunted house, and it depends on where I'm at, you know, mentally, emotionally at the time. But I usually. Get real into it. Yeah. Like if the haunted house is a good one and they have, you know, the line isn't just a line that's outside in the cold or whatever, right? but like goes through, like they have an elaborate display Mm -hmm. during the line and they have this characters like coming through the lines and stuff. Like I can get into it real quick. Yeah. And be all in. feel at home. Just ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and like there's still like a level of detachment sometimes where, I, it's, it's more of like an appreciation thing where it's not like... I mean, I'll still jump. I'll Ah, you got me, you know? Yeah. But I'll like, sometimes just go through a haunted house and look at stuff and be like, that's so cool. Yeah. That's real great. I like how they did this. How did they do that? You appreciate
0: like, the, appreciating the yeah. artistry behind it.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, 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 when I go to Disneyland, I go to the Haunted Mansion as many times as I can.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, last time, I, I try to do one more than the tr- previous trip. Oh, last really? Time, <laughs> last time I went... I don't go often. Uh, but last time I went five times, wow! The mansion in one one go, uh, and it's it's a mar- I, I put it up there with like the space shuttle and like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like smartphones. As far as like a, a monument to humanity's genius for engineering, yeah, like, it's just it's a marvel of of engineering, and it's I love going through it and just being like, wow, this is like I know every beat. In yeah. Place.
0: Do you notice something new every time you go through it?
1: Not every time, but most times. Yeah. I'll or or I'll notice something that I forgot.
0: Oh yeah, like, that's oh, always the that's best. That's cool.
1: I forgot that was there. Like, uh, oh, I
0: thought I dreamt that. Yeah. But it actually is there.
1: And I, that's I like to go through as many times as possible because uh, sometimes I'll uh, I'll I'll go through and not even realize like it's just like I, my brain's off and I'm like oh. And I'm kind of like drawn to my favorite parts that I already know about. Uh-huh. And then I'll go through and I'll be like, oh man, I forgot to look in this other corner uh-huh. that I've never looked in before. I gotta go again <laughs> and see what's there. Yeah. I love the, the Haunted Mansion is the best.
0: So you're trying to get to six next time you go?
1: Yeah. yeah nice. Six times that's a that's a fun time.
0: tradition. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Up it eventually. Yeah. You'll just be only going on the Haunted Mansion yeah, for ten hours. There, there definitely <laughs> will be
1: a time that I go to Disneyland and literally it's just me. Just cycling back, and that's the beauty of that ride is that there's no line. I mean, there's a line, but it moves because the ride never stops. Yeah. I mean, it stops if there's a problem or something, like. But as far as it's not programmed to stop so that you stop and wait, it's just a constant stream of people getting on the doom buggies and going through and getting on and going through, and the the line doesn't stop. It just moves the whole time. It's
0: perfect. It's It's a really good ride. Perfect. Do you have you ever been on it when it's like broken down?
1: Uh it's it stopped a few times while I've been on it. Were you Never psyched? for very long. Yeah. Yeah. The worst is when it happens at a point where you're like your buggy is like turned a certain way. Oh yeah, and you, and can't you can't see can't anything, anything and you're just like, <laughs> man.
0: Or you're like on your back kind of, you're like this is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like it when it stops in the, the attic room with mm-hmm. all the bride ghost stuff, yeah. that's really cool because there's a lot going on in there that you can kind of look around at. And I like when it stops with the floating crystal ball with the woman's head in it. I stopped
0: in there one time. <sighs> the ride was broke for like five minutes, and yeah. I was, yeah, it was awesome to look. I think it was even um, Nightmare Before Christmas uh, themed at the time. I was just looking around just like, wow, this is amazing.
1: I have never been... You haven't? When it's been the Nightmare Before oh, Christmas. Oh, man. I have this weird, purest anger about that. Really? Where it's like, it's October, guys. <laughs> it's Halloween. Uh-huh. Come on. It's a haunted mansion. You don't got to do shit to it. Like, if it were just November, December, January. Yeah. Oh, totally. I'd go check it out. But there's something about, like, going to Disneyland in October when they decorate everything else. Yeah. And then being like, uh... My my, my, my friends aren't here.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, that makes me sad. <laughs> like there's a thing
1: about it where it's yeah. just... That, and I know I should just get over it and go mm-hmm. and see it because I've heard it's really cool. It is really and cool. And I do like, as much as I kind of can't stand the cult of personality surrounding Tim Burton, I do really like that movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is a wonderful film. So I should just go.
0: Eventually you will. That'll
1: be, look, that'll be part of my... Process for, yeah. for getting yeah.
0: better. <laughs> One step at a time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't go quite that far outside my comfort zone just yet. But mm-hmm.
0: do you do you still dress up for Halloween?
1: I not much. Okay. This is a thing too. As much as I love Halloween and I get into it, like every aspect of it mm-hmm. during the month of October, and honestly. Well before, yeah, you're uh, <laughs> you're going
0: to Haunts in like late August. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, as soon as they're up, I'm like, okay, let's go. I, I mean, whenever it's a cloudy day out, my friend Dan and I call it Halloween Four weather. Oh, that's and if cool. it's a cloudy day out and we're both not busy, we we watch Halloween Four. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> I've seen that movie way too many times, but uh, so yeah, I celebrate it pretty much all year round in a lot of ways, but the actual day of Halloween is usually a pretty straight bummer for me. Oh, really? uh, Because I usually have no plans or there's, I do that thing where it's, this thing they call FOMO, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's a real cute acronym (laughs) for a severe anxiety that I have, Yeah. where you can't make a decision about plans. And Halloween, I I hold that day in such reverence that it's like, I got to have something special. Mm Mm-hmm. But nobody ever does anything special on Halloween. It's always some dumb party or some other bullshit. Yeah. And so like the day itself, I don't I – t- it tends to be kind of a letdown for me. Okay. Uh, and I won't – I don't dress up because I also don't live in a neighborhood where we have trick-or-treat. I live in an apartment building, you know. Yeah. So.
0: There are so few neighborhoods that even do trick-or-treating. Like this I neighborhood doesn't. We got so two sad.
1: trick-or-treaters last year. And this is like the perfect neighborhood it for it. It is.
0: It is. But you know, there's the busy street. Yeah. And the listeners can't see this, but it's, it's weird that it doesn't get trick-or-treaters. Yeah. It but, really is. Yeah.
1: But it's, and I think that that's true all over. I think that it's weird as the Halloween industry takes off for adults with like parties and costume sales and, and haunts yeah. and other immersive, the, immersive theater and attractions and stuff and movie marathons, you know, it's a, it's a big booming industry. But the day itself, like as far as what it used to be for kids, mm-hmm. it's kind of not the same. You know, no, like it's people really take their kids to the mall yeah. or their school. I couldn't, I couldn't, oh my God. If we had to trick or treat at my school when I was a kid, <laughs> I would fucking hate Halloween. Right. Like it would right. not be a thing I like <laughs> because school sucks. Yeah. I had a terrible time there. I don't want to go there for my favorite day of the year. For Get sure. out of here. Um, yeah, they, it's, I remember staying out really late. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, really late as in like 10.30 at night, you know, 11 o'clock at night running around. And now, like, kids are done by 8.30. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I, the only time Halloween has really felt special for me in the last decade or so, where yeah. there were two times where I lived in a neighborhood that had trick-or-treaters, and I lived in a place that I got to turn into a haunt. For Halloween. Oh,
0: that's awesome. And I'm that, so jealous. It's
1: the fucking best. It's the only time it feels like Halloween to me. Yeah. Even last year, I went to see John Carpenter at the Palladium oh, on Halloween. Nice. And that was amazing. Yeah, it was um, any other night of the year. And it would have been like, this is the best night of the year. But it's still, because it was on a Halloween, like, I wasn't in a costume. Most people weren't in costumes. Uh-huh. And it was like, I'm seeing John Carpenter play the fucking Halloween theme while footage from Halloween plays behind him oh, in this huge arena. that's so dope. It's <laughs> amazing. It still doesn't feel like Halloween. Really? You know? It still just felt off. Yeah. And turning your house into a haunt, I, could, I cannot recommend it enough. If yeah. you live in an area where you are lucky enough to do that, do it. It will... It will feel. It will make that night feel magical again.
0: That's incredible. How long did it take you to make the haunt?
1: Uh, so the first time I did it, I I kind of spent the week before. Again, it was one of those like indecisive things where I didn't really commit to it until it was like, oh shit, Halloween's in a week. I should yeah.
0: probably <laughs> down to the wire. Decide
1: if I'm going to do this. And I had to scrap a bunch of my plans, but I also like I got good friends mm-hmm. who who come through for me often. Probably too often.
0: <laughs> shout out to those people. Uh,
1: shout out if you're my friend, you're still talking to me. You are a fucking saint. <laughs> but you know, I, I called in some help from some friends. Like the day of mm-hmm. Halloween. Oh wow. And I, I mean, I'd spent the week before kind of getting stuff together, and I also, until it was destroyed the year before last, when my a pipe burst in my building and
0: oh yeah, I remember flooded.
1: That. Um, what a nightmare. Yeah, it was a, it was it was terrible. I had this box of just Halloween shit uh-huh. that just goes with me everywhere, and it was destroyed in that. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. Which it sucks, but it's also kind of freeing because it's like, well, now I get to go get new stuff. Exactly, you know? <laughs> and the stuff
0: is like even more detailed now. Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And I like making my own stuff for it because uh, I used to, even as a kid, I would always. Barring a few, you know, neighbors that actually did turn their garage into a haunt, we were really cool. If you had that house growing up that did that, like that's another thing that like made it huge for yeah. you. Yeah, we had that house uh, where they they every year they turned their garage into a big elaborate haunt and with a maze and everything. Oh, that that's was so, so much awesome! Fun. And aside from those people, I always had the most elaborate. Halloween decorations in my neighborhood, like my mom would get in on it and make fake blood, and we'd make dummies and mannequins and like have a big gory scene out in the front yard oh, man. <laughs> and uh, i I did that all the time, and you know now I haven't been able to do that in a while but so turning it my house into a haunt was great uh that first time the first year I did it, I was living in in a suburb of Denver and and the kids loved it. It was the adults loved it. Like, Aww. I had people giving me money that were wow. like, "Wow, thank you so much for doing this. Like, nobody does this kind of thing yeah. anymore. And it really, you don't know how much this means to kids and to parents to see, like, people caring. And he gave me money, and I was like, nah, man, like, I'm not taking any money from you and he was like, No, I this you put work into this. Yeah. And that's
0: so nice.
1: So then I took the money and then the next person that offered me money, I took it without yeah. <laughs> without <laughs> arguing. But but it was cool like to see that. And then I moved here in two thousand seven and I lived in Angelino Heights in this big old craftsman home uh you know in that like Victorian district.
0: Oh my God, that must have been perfect.
1: We turned our house into a haunt, me and the roommates and I mean we had two hundred kids
0: really go through
1: I think some, somewhere around there uh and we had at one point a line going up the and around the block of kids waiting to get into our haunt That's so cool. And, and you and your buddies was... were
0: doing all the scaring?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so much fun and I want to do that every year. But it's also hard like last year October I didn't I went to one haunt and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I went I did go to some horror movie double features mm-hmm. and marathons and stuff at the New Bev but uh yeah I didn't. I didn't dress up, and I I miss that. That's another thing that doing the haunt gets to. You know, gets to do for me is that I get to make dress yourself up look like and, a whatever. Yeah, yeah, like a, a scary butler or yeah. something. You know, it's, <laughs> it's so much fun. Your imagination can just run wild. It's so much fun, and I miss it. Uh, that's. I think that's the main reason I want to live in a. Like I, I need to get like a steady, well-paying job, and uh, live in a. Own a home. It's just because I want just, it. You, just if, so I can do Halloween. I totally That's get it. that.
0: I only want a house yeah. so I can grow cacti and succulents. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Toluca In the Lake, yeah. Toluca Lake, and Burbank people decorate there still, which yeah. is great. But so many areas, neighborhoods, don't even bother. The suburbs aren't what they used Some to be. Some cities don't even do Halloween on Halloween. You know, oh, It's yeah, like, oh it's Saturday, so before. now it's Halloween. Yeah, stupid. I hate that. I mean, I like it when people do parties. The weekend before or the weekend after Halloween because it's like, cool, I wasn't going to go to a party on Halloween anyway. Yeah. So I'll come to your party, uh, but I don't know. Yeah. Halloween as an adult is a bummer uh, unless you're doing something that makes it fun for kids It's easy for
0: the magic to get lost. Yeah. But I do
1: like the... The All Night Horror Show at the New Beverly is a lot of fun. I've been meaning to
0: go to that for like years it's now. It's so
1: great. I bet it's so great. I I that's another life goal I have is to get to program something like that at a at a theater somewhere. Oh, be so much fun. To get to cure. You'd be good
0: that. at it too. Like, oh yeah. Um. Another thing. Talk about because every year around Halloween you do your. Um, yeah. What do you What do you even call that game?
1: I call it. Uh, Shocktober Horror-Thon. Shocktober,
0: thon. yes. And I, I'm so bad at it, I don't even play. I'm just like, nope, don't know what that's <laughs> from.
1: <laughs> it's, it's wild. Because uh, a lot of, I don't know how many people see it. I mean, I, I remember last year I was actually very bad about posting every day. And I even at one point was like, does anyone even care that I'm not doing this as much yeah. as I should be? Does anyone even care? And I had people responding, and people sending me private messages too, being like, hey, saw your post. Look, I don't play the game. Uh-huh. I don't compete in it. I don't guess. But I love that I see it.
0: I love seeing it too. And there's something just like fun and just so festive about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. It gets, it gets me in the mood. I'm like, yeah, it is October. Oh. Yeah.
1: So what I do is I turn my Facebook. I, I have a series of Facebook posts. I try to do one a day. Uh, Fridays, there's like a big marathon game with like multiple entries but what i'll do is i'll post the first image from a horror movie that doesn't have text or or any like obvious clues in it uh and i just post the image and people guess what the movie is and if you cr- guess correctly first you get a pumpkin emoji mm-hmm. and then i tally up the pumpkin emojis at the end of the month to see who has most, and i have a prize package that i send out
0: oh i didn't know you did prizes who won yeah. last year
1: so last year and i'm i am terrible because I have not sent the prize oh, packages no. <laughs> out yet. I meant <laughs> to do it in December. Yeah, and then my December was nuts. Uh huh. And I just keep forgetting to do it. I need to do it. Before I got to put that Halloween. on the schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, last year uh, there were uh, three winners. My friend Dan, this kid I don't know, mm-hmm. named Christopher, who saw a post via a mutual, a friend of mine. Yeah uh named Alex who sees the who plays. Yeah. And he befriended me on Facebook just to play the game. No way. And he ended up win uh being one of the winners. That's so awesome. And then uh, my friend Fred was a winner too. Oh. Um and uh it was fun. Yeah. So I got to send their prizes. Yeah. Out.
0: <laughs> Is are the prizes a surprise?
1: I will <clears throat> make uh like Facebook live video updates sometimes like being like here's what are the prizes I'm getting this year for? Uh, I mean, it's like, it's nothing that great. It's yeah. like DVDs and uh, a book or a couple books and like a toy, maybe a poster. The prize packages this year actually ended up because one winner said he didn't want the prizes. Yeah. Uh, so I got to end up taking his prize package and splitting it among the other two. Uh, but there's like a little Freddy Krueger Madball toy and a... A copy of the Halloween Tree animated movie based on the Ray Bradbury book. There's uh, some other movies, some that are new, some from my collection that was like I got the Blu-ray, so I'm just going to give away the DVD. Some horror books, Mm -hmm. um, some new, some used, and a couple posters.
0: That's fun. That's a good prize.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's nothing, you know mind-blowing but it's like hey here's some stuff
0: yeah well i mean it's it's a good prize because like if you're playing this game obviously you're interested in all that so yeah. that's like you yeah know, it'll, make, it'll make them I, happy i think
1: that the people who play these are prizes they'll appreciate yeah it, so.
0: exactly it means something to them yeah. for sure
1: yeah it's i'm i gotta send those out yeah <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> now
0: terrible. you have it on recording uh, you're being held to it yeah,
1: yeah oh <laughs> gosh delete it yeah. um <clears throat> and I do like a Mr. Teefers video every Halloween. Yes,
0: yes, Mr. Teefers is the best.
1: He's this character, I, I just carve a jack-o-lantern and put these little dental floss spikes <laughs> in for teeth and I do this dumb voice for him and I those are fun to make. I'm trying to talk a friend into who's a who makes puppets into making a, a, a Mr. Teefers puppet oh, that I could so use cool. for like a web series or something. Yes. But I'm just always I got a million projects. We'll see if any of them yeah. work out. But well,
0: I'll post links to your <laughs> Mr. Your past Mr. Teever's videos. Yeah,
1: maybe he'll be. Uh, maybe we'll do a Ghoul School adjacent or Ghoul School uh, special video or something with a Mr. Teever's puppet. If, yeah. you know, if it happens, I'm not. Again, I don't know how to make puppets, so I'm not going to make one. Yeah. But if this person who makes puppets wants to do it, and I can pay them enough to do it, it would be wonderful.
0: That'd be such a fun puppet him. to make. Yeah. I, I can see it in my head now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just to kind of wrap things up, because you you've gone to a few horror cons. Tell me a little bit about that. Oh,
1: so there f- I so I I haven't been to any proper horror conventions per se. Like I I've never been to Weekend of Horrors. I've never been to what's it called Flashback. I've never been to any of those big ones.
0: Uh huh. Those are like the 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 main the, like the comic cons. Yeah, chiller. The, yeah, yeah. There's
1: some. Yeah. Those are big and crazy. Uh, but I, I did go... The year before last, I went to Scare LA cool in Pasadena. And then last year, I went to Midsummer Scream in Long Beach. And those are Halloween-specific uh-huh. conventions where it's mostly like they give previews. All the big haunts are there with like little preview walkthroughs. Oh, that's cool. That they construct these little bite-sized haunts uh-huh. for you to go through. With scare actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and that's fun. And then there's like... You know all different types of horror movie and horror adjacent tables. Like the Horror Writers Association is there. The uh, you yeah, know there's like people with like goth makeup and perfumes and uh-huh. cologne, and then there's like uh, horror movie retailers and indie filmmakers and stuff have tables and booths, and it's very cool. Lots of boutique stuff. It's great. Uh, Was
0: there co- cosplaying?
1: Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, lots of cosplaying, and that's fun. I wanna, I want to this year go to one of those as Bucky, the electrician from Halloween Four. Uh huh. Just because he's, he's his death is fun. Yeah. And he's a great character, <laughs> and I have a mustache already, so I can, I can do Bucky. Or as I want to do Vincent Price so bad. There's just, that's the other thing one. too is I can never settle. Like I come up with all these ideas for a costume, yeah, and then I never settle on one, so I never end up getting all the stuff. Uh, I was Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, a couple you years. Good at Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I was great. Yeah. Now let me tell you, because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was also drinking a lot then, so okay. it was pretty accurate. Yeah, uh, yeah. And but then the, my Edgar Allan Poe stuff got ruined in that. Uh, oh no. When that pipe burst too.
0: Oh shit! That sucks. Yeah, you know
1: that pipe burst really fucked up Halloween for me. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, I, 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 I'll, I, I go on haunts. I like to go to the conventions. There was a thing I thought of and then forgot. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Jesus, my it'll, brain is It'll going. come
0: back to you, like, as soon as we stop recording. Right, as
1: soon as we're like, and that's yeah. it. And I'll be like, oh, but this <laughs> thing. Uh, yeah, I, I just, it's, it's a magical time of year. There, I like reading horror stories that month, and, and there's a lot of great Halloween anthologies uh, that come out. There's, uh, shit. Other stuff I do. There's a really great book called death makes a holiday by David J. Scow. Mm-hmm. That's like about the cultural history of Halloween. It's, it's a quick read, but it's super great. That's awesome. Uh, there's also Lisa Morton who runs, she's involved with the HWA, but she, she, uh, I think either owns or co-owns or co-runs the Iliad bookstore in Noho. In Noho. Oh,
0: cool. Uh,
1: she has written, a ton of stuff about Halloween she's got like two big books about about the history of Halloween and last year she edited an anthology called Haunted Nights that's great mm-hmm. um and I do the oh yeah that's the thing I do the horror walk in Burbank all the time oh the uh it's just I mean I call it the horror walk yeah but it's just you know if you know Burbank you know it's got like five things and it has tons of those five things. It's got mm-hmm. Italian delis. <laughs>
0: so, so many Italian delis. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. my God. <laughs> Italian
1: delis, antique shops, yep. gun stores, uh, a fourth thing, and yeah. horror stores.
0: <laughs> yeah. Churches, <laughs> and, probably.
1: Yeah. Chur- yeah, There's lots of churches yeah. there. Um, <clears throat> uh, and it's, there's also a lot of 7-Elevens. So churches, 7-Elevens can be the fourth category. Yeah. But the fifth thing, it has in abundance are horror stores. It's got Dark Delicacies, which is a horror bookstore, but also has all kinds of other horror stuff. There's uh, Halloween Town, Halloween Town costumes, and Halloween Town kids. All three separate buildings yeah. that, are, that are magical <laughs> and fantastic. There's Creature Features, which is great because it's a store, but and they have a gallery in the back with like uh, rotating art, horror-themed and sci-fi-themed art exhibits. But you go into that store and it's laid out like a museum with different with all these display cases, but each display case is a different theme. Mm -hmm. Like, you go in, and it's like, oh, there's vampires. And then next is, oh, the universal movie monsters. And then, oh, hey, there's werewolves. And then, oh, look, it's Godzilla. And it's just like you walk through and kind of get to see, like, the history of horror and sci-fi memorabilia. And it's awesome. And then there's Mystic Museum, uh, uh, also on Magnolia, that... Last year had this amazing slashback video exhibit where they turned their art gallery into a video store from the '80s What? With, with just it was, it was as if a video store, a mom-and-pop-owned video store from the '80s was entirely horror. Wow. And they had like original art uh, uh, pieces, mm-hmm. where people like took VHS boxes and did cool things with them, and they had a counter with like hats you could put on and a register and you could stand behind there and take a picture oh of yourself God. working. How and did they I had, miss that. <laughs> it was so amazing. They had a splatter house arcade game cabinet. Uh-huh. It was fantastic. Right now they've got a shining exhibit that's that I, I have know. still not been to, but oh I've God, I heard know. it's real cool. Mystic Museum is always great. Their exhibits are always wonderful. They have cool stuff and now that they bought the other adjacent building, they have more space and more cool uh-huh. shit. Uh, it's, it's always worth it.
0: Uh, and all in Burbank.
1: And it's all, in, all this stuff is in Burbank. You, look, go to Tony's Deli, go to Pinocchio's, whatever. Get uh-huh. yourself a big sandwich and then go on the horror walk. You know, Creature Features, Dark Delicacies, Mystic Museum, Halloween Town. It's, even Blast from the Past has cool stuff. And I play horror trivia there every month. Oh, cool. And uh, my team has won once now. Um, and it's tough. Those, that's a tough horror trivia night.
0: Yeah, because you think you know a lot, and then you go and you see like oh, the God, group yeah. that knows I, well, everything. Yeah,
1: and I mean, there's a lot of ringers. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. like, there's a lot of people in there that are like in the industry. Yeah, that really know their shit, and they're great. You know, it's fun. It's yeah. a fun time because it's also like, oh, these people are me. Yeah,
0: they're, they're all, all, all rolling the same
1: stuff. You know, yeah. I walk into Halloween Town and they're playing Midnight Monsters Hop or, you know, uh, the K Star version of the Headless Horseman song or whatever, the Munsters theme, like, and it's like yeah. immediately like, I'm at home. This is where I belong. This is for me. Uh, yeah, just, I don't know. I've gone <laughs> off track. But no,
0: it's, it's beautiful. Halloween, I love novelty your passion. Records, yeah.
1: Halloween novelty records. I'm going to get my next tattoo I've decided is going to be, uh, you know, the masks of, of drama, the yeah. uh, tragedy and comedy masks. I'm going to get those, but instead of those, it's going to be There's this company called uh, Bicel. Yeah. uh, They're vintage Halloween decorations. They're like the old school Halloween, like 1940s Halloween decorations. And they have this goofy, goofy pumpkin and scaredy pumpkin Uh or goofy jack-o'-lantern, scaredy jack. And I'm going to get those tattooed on me like they're the comedy and tragedy masks. That's awesome. Uh, I love that. uh, That's my next tattoo because that's... How much I love this shit. Yeah, uh, you're going to put it on uh, your body forever. <laughs> yeah. And and it's like, in a way, it gives me a way to channel my ADHD stuff. Like, it gives me a way to, because it's something that I am interested in. Right. And it's something I've now, maybe too late in life, starting to conquer my fear of, of breaking into the areas of that that could be fulfilling career wise or professionally. Like, I'm, I'm writing more. I'm trying, I'm starting this horror <laughs> podcast. I'm trying to get more into that world because it's like, you know, if I'm not going to be doing something unless I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I'm more interested in than Halloween and, and horror. So, yeah, I'm trying to trying to do that.
0: Yeah, it's still novel to you.
1: Yeah, it's I mean, I don't think it'll ever not be. Even the even the, you know, even the years when it's sad or it's off, I'm still doing something. During it, it still feels great to me. Like it's still like until the night of, actually. But of course, but I will. I I've never gone a year without carving a jack o' lantern. Mm -hmm. I've never gone a year without watching tons of horror movies. Yeah, you know, or reading a scary book. Like it's it's always there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just that some years I get to do more than other years. And this year, because I did so little last year, this year I want to do some real cool stuff. So. Be my Facebook friend and play Shocktober games with me. Hell
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and look at Mr. Tiefers on Instagram or whatever the hell.
0: Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Andy. This was Sorry great. Sorry for
1: rambling. No, no, no.
0: <laughs> That's what we do on this podcast. We ramble.
1: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Good. Thanks. Thank you.